Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 59 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. Hump, we have a special guest this episode, a lot of FCS talk, a lot of NFL talk. How are you feeling? Dalton, I'm great. Uh, it's the last week of the FCS regular season. Uh, FBS, they released their playoff rankings tonight, a couple weeks ago in that, and the NFL, halfway over. So before we get into anything, we had something that we talked about last week, and uh, I see you're wearing it on your finger. And uh, before we even get into Eastern Kentucky, we, uh, we got that? our ring. You hear that? That's a, huge, that's a huge rock on my finger banging against the uh, microphone. So let's talk about the ring ceremony. It was uh, really well done. We had a nice steak dinner up in the, the Bearcat Pavilion, our, our brand new little bar area for the fans. If you haven't been to a Bearcat game this year, first off, shame on you. Second off, uh, you're missing out because the new pavilion is awesome. Super I mean, it's sweet. awesome. I know my mom, uh, she goes up there to watch the games, and, and I don't blame her. You know, the TV's on. You get to see it. It's a nice little view. You get food. You get drinks. Really cool thing. But we had our steak dinner. Then we went down to the field. Coach Keeler gave us our talk. Talked to uh, Bobby Williams, our athletic director, and our brand-new president, President White. And then the big reveal, hump, you know, I've never been part of a winning team. You've been in the playoffs, but this this is our first championship. So seeing that little hype package of how the ring was being made and then finally seeing it, our captain's wearing it. What was your what was your first reaction? Well, Dalton, it's uh it's special. And and I think whatever image I had in my head, uh <laughs> the the real thing well surpassed that. Uh, and just the the detail that went into making the ring. Uh, and if you haven't seen, there is a video on Twitter that kind of goes in depth of, you know, some of the decisions, some of the, uh, some of the reasons behind what's on the ring. And it's, it's just the amount of time and effort, uh, that they put behind some of the subliminal meanings. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I remember walking up to the stage to get the ring and finally opening and putting it on. It's, it fit perfect. It just felt right. And, uh, hump, I know we talked about it, but, uh, have you worn it everywhere? Thus far, uh, you know, we've had it less than a week now. Yeah, I've pretty much worn it everywhere. Yeah, I've I sent went, it to everybody I know. I went to class and uh, I had it on. Everyone was looking at it. It's did really people cool did people like legitimately ask to like put it on and like look at it? Because I I had people like literally come up to me and like ask to look at it. Yeah, I had a couple people that wanted to look at it. Uh, I only let my professors grab it because yeah, I'm just uh, I'm being a little careful about it now. Uh, you know, it, it's something special. But I told I told my girlfriend if she wants to hold it, she has to hold it like over the bed in case she drops it or something. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it, it's funny. My girlfriend wanted to put it on too, but uh, shout out Sam Houston Volleyball. They also won their conference, so they get a brand new ring as well. So uh, we'll have to like flip it one day and both wear each other's rings. Well, ours is a little bigger, but that congrats, bigger. congrats to them. That's awesome. Uh, Dalton, did you see that the season ticket holders – got a replica ring over the weekend. Did you see that? I did. Pretty cool. I think it's a cool thing. Uh, especially, I wish they would sell them, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like they can make some money off that, and, but they're and cool. I'm glad, and I'll be a little selfish, I'm glad they look a little different. Like they're, Oh, of course. a clear of difference course. between the replicas and the real ones because I don't want to get it mixed up. Like uh, I'm glad they got it, but, you know, it, it's special. I'm pretty sure my dad is going to wear that everywhere. Oh, yeah. He got, I think I'm, he's going to wear it everywhere. I, we, I had a guy that uh, takes pictures for us, and he was telling us how, how he got it and uh, how cool it was. And it's a cool thing for the fans. And uh, they're going to spend money on season tickets. Uh, he might as well get something. But it's like, it. obviously, obviously they don't deserve a ring like we do because we were players. But they were a part of it. They were a part of the journey. Uh, and, and to have that piece of history, that commemorative 
you know, item is it's a pretty it's a pretty cool gesture. You know who needs to get a ring is the Bearcat Pope. The uh, Bearcat Pope. We should will, yeah, we should have like a fan hall of fame in yeah. the spring, like like really notable fan moments. Bearcat Pope and then I know there was Darth Bearcat, some Darth, Darth Bearcat, uh, yep. Vader helmet. There was a couple of clone uh, guys uh what was there. the crying guy's name? Garrett oh, Garrett, Garrett Rose. Rose. Yeah. yeah. We definitely yep. have a, a group of guys. And he made he, he made the highlight tape, I think, for the yeah. ring. Yeah. And then of course the old cats. Uh, old cats. They yeah. always deserve one. They, Cat fans. There. I feel like yeah. they should get one. <laughs> even though even though the mystery's still out, Dalton. We don't actually know who Cat Fans is. I uh, there was a there, <laughs> there was a rumor last week that it might potentially be your mom. I know. Yeah, I, they, uh, <laughs> she started tweeting like you know how Cat Fans does a quote. She started doing it, but we all know who Cat Fans is. Tori Humphreys. <laughs> I'm looking right at you. You're not going to get away from this. But let's move on. You know, we're talking about volleyball getting conference rings. Well, Hump, and uh, I think last year. This would have been a lot bigger deal, especially at the end of the game. But uh, we're obviously shooting for something bigger here. But we're conference champs again yep. uh, uh, in the WAC and the AQ7. Now pending this game against Abilene Christian, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, get the home field advantage. But we're conference champs. We beat Eastern Kentucky 42-28 to in, in a great showing by the Bearcats. So, Hump, tell us, uh, tell us how you're feeling, how the game went, and, man, uh, it's nice to get another ring. Conference champs, Dalton, uh, you know, never take that for granted. Uh, it's obviously a huge deal. That That's the goal when you start a season. That's the first goal when you start a season. Um, but it was different this time. It was different. And I think that that is directly a product of we've been to a much higher mountain than that. Uh, you know, last year we, we would get together on the weekends and, and watch Nichols and Incarnate Word and, you know, oh, man, what is what needs to happen? You know, we want a ring. This needs to do that, blah, blah, blah. I don't even think people really realize this year, you know, what had to be done to win conference because we're not worried about that. We're worried about a national championship. Uh, but conference, never take winning for granted. Winning is hard. Uh, if you look across the country, teams lose. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I imagine South Dakota State is uh, – they're worried right now. They're worried. What yeah. a what an ending in that one. And uh, bracketology, you know we've been talking about it. It's hot. It's ready to go. And that's what our guest is going to do. A lot of, a lot of bracketology talk. But uh, – it's really fun to win, and uh, Coach Keeler says it all the time, winning is hard. So you got to celebrate the little victories. But uh, we looked great against Eastern Kentucky. Offense was was hot. Defense. Offense. Uh, this is that's a, one of the cleaner games that offense has looked all year, in my opinion. And uh, I'll give Eastern Kentucky credit because they were throwing the ball around. I yep. think uh, I think they only had what like twenty rushing yards because all they did was throw the ball. But our secondary got it done. They were able to hold it down, and uh, we got the big victory. But, Hump, next up, our next challenge is Abilene Christian. Now, the record may not show it, but uh, they have a really good team, a nice coaching staff, and uh, they want to win. The scores have been close, a lot closer this season. They haven't uh, got the wins they wanted. Maybe the talent isn't there, but, man, they're coached well. They got some really good schemes. So give me a preview on Abilene Christian. We're going there. They have a beautiful stadium. It's a really cool venue. And uh, let's talk about Abilene Christian. Dalton, this game's big. Uh, obviously, you know, you want to finish out the regular season on a high note going into the playoffs. Uh, if you win this one, you guarantee, you know, number one or number two seed going into the playoffs. You guarantee never leaving Huntsville until uh, the eventual national championship in Frisco. And that's that's a huge, huge, huge reason of why we w- were able to win the national championship last year. And it was, it was staying at home. Uh, it, it's tough to play on the road, and it's tougher to play at Bauer Stadium. You know, there's some great atmospheres in the FCS, but... Bauer Stadium is one of the great FCS playoff traditions. Sam Houston has never lost a home playoff game. And so 
to lock that up, to secure not leaving Huntsville, not leaving the state of Texas, I think will really go in a long way uh, of how far we go in the playoffs. Yeah, I had a lot of questions. Uh, people would come up and ask me, well, now that you secured your spot in the playoffs and all that, is Abilene Christian going to be a game where you bench all your starters? You're going to have your, your backups go in. And FCS isn't built like that. We uh, we want that home field advantage. You saw what it did for us last year in the spring. And uh, it's really important. Now, I will say, if I'm a team like Montana, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, I'm definitely excited to come to Huntsville rather than in, in the snowy, you know, <laughs> northern areas. But, man, Huntsville still, when it's rocking, it's rocking. It's going to be definitely a home field advantage. But we got to beat Abilene Christian. They have great schemes. They uh, they have good players. It's going to be a fun one, really cool venue, and I'm excited to play that. And I think Abilene Christian, I think, no, I know they're not as talented as us. Uh, now, where they make up for that is crazy, crazy schemes. Like you said, they they throw weird stuff at you week to week. They're kind of a they're kind of a flavor of the week type team. You know, they don't really do one thing great or one thing all the time. But depending on who they're playing is kind of what they're doing that week, and that's special teams, defense, offense, uh, and so they're you know they're going to throw the kitchen sink at us. And, and like like I say every single week, we have a huge target on our back. And Abilene Christian would love nothing more than to play spoiler this weekend. Yeah, just like you said, man, they uh, they're out of playoffs contention. They got nothing to lose. What better way than to beat the number one team and, and kind of ruin their chances to be a home field advantage? So uh, it's going to be a fun one. I'm excited. But a hump, you know, we're talking about bracketology. We're talking about playoffs. Let's get on with our guest. Selection Sunday, baby. So our guest is Peter James. He's a 2012 SHSU grad, and he runs a Twitter FCS Reddit account. Peter, how are you doing? I'm great. How are y'all doing today? Man, we're doing good. So the basic of this uh, this topic is bracketology and, and FCS playoffs is a big thing. We've been uh, touching on it for a few episodes now. My first question is, a little more personal now. You're a Sam Houston grad, of course. So being able to watch Sam Houston not only win a national championship last year in the spring, but now we're the number one team in the country, still undefeated. How has that been from a fan's perspective? Because I know you were here when we were we were successful, but nothing like this. Oh, it's been awesome. I was there my last year at Sam was the year we went to the national championship the first time, and that was a crushing defeat. And we've never lived it down from bison fans from there on james madison fans it was really nice to kind of say ha we finally got one yeah that's uh we definitely heard the the big thing from most of the fans and then players that were in the national championship game back then was just hearing it from the bison fan and hearing it from james madison so finally being able to win that was that was a big thing and it definitely feels good but uh let's get straight into some playoff talk and that of course my first question is the top four seeds. Now, this is kind of a big one. I know there's there's eight right now, but it seems the top four is where it kind of is moving around, and you never really know until the end of the season. But right now, in your opinion, who is the top four, and uh, is it subject to change? Which teams do you most likely see moving around? I think the top three are pretty solid on who are going to stay the top three teams, unless Montana pulls on pulls the upset this week. I've got Montana State at one. Sam Houston at two, and North Dakota State at three. Now, and when then it, I have Villanova at four. Okay, so so go go a little in depth of why you have Montana State over Sam Houston. Well, they're both undefeated against the FCS. Montana's only loss was a close win at FBS Wyoming, and it came in the last minute of the game. 
Montana State wins. They will have ranked wins over Eastern Washington and Montana, who are both and have been in the top 10 multiple times this season. And we will have SFA and Eastern Kentucky as arguably our strongest wins. And those two wins, I don't think they just really stack up when you look at the resumes. Now, when I, as y'all have seen my poll, I've got Sam Houston as my number one team. But who I think is the better team, you kind of have to take that apart and look at the better resumes for picking the seating. So let me ask you this. So as far as, you know, let's say you're a committee member, are you putting are you putting a lot of value into the fact that Sam Houston has won 20 games this year uh, and that they're bringing back 22 starters from a national championship team that took place six months ago? I don't think you can ignore it. Usually it's hard to look back at prior years because you've got so much turnover that Sam Houston returned all their starters and it's the same team who won a national championship in May. Now my question for you is, and you talked about it, the brawl of the wild, Montana State, Montana. Let's say we get a Montana win. Where do you think Montana State will fall to and uh, who do you think will take over in that second or first spot? I think it would be Sam taking the number one seed with North Dakota State sliding up to two. And then I think you'll see James Madison or Villanova slide up to that three or four. And I think Montana State will stick in that five spot. So so next up, we kind of have uh, some bubble teams. There's a lot of teams that are still questioning whether they're going to make it or not. And uh, there's, there's some teams like South Dakota State. And we have S- uh, Southern Louisiana. And then, of course, we've talked about SFA, which... Well, for me and Hump, we always kind of pitch that because you get a battle of the Piney Woods at Huntsville. But uh, what are some of your bubble teams, and what do they have to do to get in there? I think Mercer is the biggest one of the biggest bubble teams right now. I think if they beat ETSU, they get the auto bid, and they're in. If they lose to ETSU, they're sitting at six FCS wins with some good wins, but I don't know if that gets them there. Uh, another one that I think is is winner go home, Monmouth. And I think Kennesaw State has a lot more on the line for this game than they may think. I think Kennesaw State's resume is not great, and if they lose to Monmouth, they may be out. So you could see you could see Kennesaw State, even though they're undefeated against the FCS this year, if they lose this weekend to Monmouth, uh, you you really think that they could miss out on the playoffs? Well, I don't think they will. I think there is a chance, and I don't think they should take this week for granted. So let me ask you this. Let's say Kennesaw, you know, they have a great showing against Monmouth and and kill them. Is there a shot that Kennesaw could receive a top eight seed? I think they would need some teams ahead to lose. And who, and who, let's, we kind of skipped over seeds five through eight. Who, and that's, there's a lot of moving parts there. And if you look at all the published brackets, you know, Sam Herter, FCS Fans Nation, uh, uh, College Football Madness. If you look at those, really those those five through eight spots are, are all different. So what, what are your five through eight spots looking like right now? I have James Madison. And when I first started doing this, I had James Madison at four. But then I had Villanova at five. And then when I looked at it, I thought, you know what? Villanova beat James Madison earlier this year. I kind of have to give that spot to Villanova so I flipped those hey you're doing you're doing better than the uh, college football playoff committee uh, with head to head they don't seem to care much <laughs> yeah and I could see them 
what they could do is maybe put James Madison at four and then put Villanova at six, and then you don't have that, oh, well, they're right next to each other. And so it takes away a little bit more of the head-to-head. But then I have Eastern Washington at six, Sacramento State at seven, and then East Tennessee State at eight. Yeah, it's crazy how you talk about with the James Madison Villanova thing, and we've seen it with the playoff committee, and it just seems like, and, and of course, you got to give them credit. James Madison is who they are. North Dakota State, they're the Bison, of course, but it always seems like they give them a little more credit than they deserve sometimes, and uh, it just uh, it makes me nervous because you have James Madison and, and a team like Villanova who beat them head-to-head, but I still think the committee will give James Madison the benefit of the doubt and bump them up higher than Villanova. My question for you is, uh, and we kind of talked about this team earlier, is South Dakota State. They just had a big loss to South Dakota, but they were in the national championship last year. Do you think they're going to make an at-large bid, or is there a chance that they might not even be in the playoffs? I think that's a toss-up. North Dakota is a sneaky team. I mean, when you look, they've got five losses. One was an FBS team. One was a six-point loss at home to North Dakota State. A seven-point loss at South Dakota, another playoff team. A three-point loss at Southern Illinois, another playoff team. A four-point loss at Missouri State, another playoff team. They've been scraping by, and I think they're due for a win. They could, if the Bunnies aren't ready, they could surprise them. So if North Dakota wins that, do you see North Dakota getting in in, in one of those last spots? I don't. I think four FCS losses this year will probably be a little too much to overcome, especially considering that fifth FBS loss, even though they don't consider it much. You'll have kind of a logjam there in the Valley with a four-loss South Dakota State. Let's see, a four-loss South Dakota State. You'll have UNI, UND all sitting there even. You, you, you talk about uh, Northern Iowa, a team that, that started out really bad this year and then picked up some of the biggest wins of the FCS season. And now all of a sudden, I personally feel like Northern Iowa is probably on the outside looking in. What do you think? I agree. They've lost too many games so far down the stretch. Uh, I had them in all the way until this past week. Um, they're sitting at 5-5. Five and five. They lost to Missouri State. Illinois State the past two weeks in a row, and I think that was going to be the, the deal breaker is the Illinois State game because Illinois State has not shown to be a good team this year. Uh, let's let's shift our focus away from the Missouri Valley since that's what everybody loves to talk about. Uh, we're we're not huge Missouri Valley fans, <laughs> and so uh, let's talk about some other bubble teams. I'm just going to throw some names out there: Rhode Island, William and Mary, uh, Mercer, Virginia Military, which we're big fans of, Chattanooga. Uh, Davidson, no, not Davidson. They're going to get an automatic qualifier. SFA, uh, Florida A and M. So uh, just talk about talk about a couple of those bubble teams and uh, what what do they need to do? What needs to happen for them to slip into the playoffs? Well, I think almost all the teams you mentioned have to win this week to get in. William and Mary plays Richmond. I think that's going to be a lot harder of a game than people think. Rhode Island plays Elon. I think that's going to be a lot harder of a game than people think. And Rhode Island really is a team that's impressed me this year. They've had the past two weeks they've looked good, but they lost 45-24 at home to Maine, 44-0 to Villanova, and then 28-7 to against Towson. And then in their wins, they haven't been convincing. 22-15 to Delaware. It took overtime to beat Stony Brook, and they barely scraped by Albany. 
I don't think they have any win that they can look at other than that UMass win to say, hey, this is our statement game. Now the team that we kind of been talked about is Stephen F. Austin, and uh, we kind of we're, we're saying this just because it's a pipe dream to have them come to Huntsville, but they they almost beat Sam Houston, and they had a, a bad loss against Jacksonville State. But is there any realistic chance that they might be able to slide into the playoffs? Because I know the whole argument is strength of schedule and, and the whack the whack ASUNS challenge, kind of not your strongest schedule, especially with UCA not doing as well as we thought. Is there still a chance they can get in? There's a chance, but I don't think it's a big chance. I think they are very much on the outside looking in. But if you see some of those games, like I said, like Rhode Island, William & Mary, Mercer lose, they could sneak in. If SFA did sneak in, you, do you think it's inevitable that, that they would play in the game before traveling to Huntsville, Texas? I think they would. I think the committee looks at stuff like that, and when they look at regionalization, cutting down travel costs – there's really nobody closer to put them put them in with. So when you when you talk about regionalization and and that's a that's a big component when deciding the bracket. I don't know that a lot of people know that. Uh, do you think the committee only looks at the first round matchup, or do you think they're also looking ahead and kind of picking you know maybe who they think might win and and what the travel would look like in that second round? No, the committee does look at first and second round travel. Yeah, so it seems so it seems would, like a they would look into that. It seems like a lot of people have us playing UIW or, or Sacred Heart or maybe even a SELA team, but it's really looking like if everything stays the same now, UIW is going to be our opponent if they win, of course. So it's really interesting. I didn't know that uh, Humphreys does a lot of the bracketology stuff, and I I like to sit back and watch. And I didn't realize that so so many things come come into play when it, it's decided of who's playing where and, and who's doing who. So it, it's really interesting. But it seems like Incarnate Word is going to be our first opponent. Who who are some who are some first round pairings that uh, if if everything holds the same you know the playoffs they are who they are who are some first round pairings that you could definitely see happening? I think you're going to see games like UC Davis and Montana. Some of those big, big sky game. teams that don't didn't play each other in the regular season will get matched up together because if. You can have a conference matchup in the first round only if those teams did not play in the first or in the regular season. Now, so you likely see some of those settled. Do you have any teams that right now, with your bracketology and with your version of the playoffs, do you have any teams that you have an upset alert, a team that you think could surprise everybody and beat a, a better team or a higher ranked team? If VMI gets into the playoffs, I think they could do it. Wow, Dalton! Dalton's gonna love that one. Uh, he he's a big Keydet fan. I mean, if you look at it, they've got they've got wins over Chattanooga, Mercer, and Davidson. On my my little bracketology thing, they're the only team in consideration for the playoffs that have three other wins over teams in consideration for the playoffs. And that definitely that could go a long way, uh, you know, because they are a bubble team right now, and, and maybe the committee is going to take that into consideration. I actually saw in Sam Herter's bracket today, uh, it'd be his last bracket that he posts before the uh, before the w- games this weekend. He actually had Incarnate Word taking on VMI to see who played uh, the Bearcats. So that I think that'd be an interesting matchup. Yeah, that would be really cool to see either one of those teams come into Huntsville and. 
be nice to see UIW there one more time and hopefully get another win. Do you see South Dakota State? And, you know, they the loss this weekend, uh, the Hail Mary, everybody saw it. Absolutely incredible ending. Probably got South Dakota a spot in the playoffs, and it probably landed South Dakota State in the first round. Uh, and so do you see South Dakota State traveling to Fargo for their second-round matchup? Oh, I could absolutely see that. And it, I don't believe it would be the first time that happened. Now, with South Dakota State being a team that's in the first round, I it just it's it's t- it's tough for me to believe that they could go on the road three consecutive weeks, win all of those games to get to Frisco. But if there's one team that can do it, I would say that South Dakota State is a good candidate. Yeah, they're a team that can beat any given team on any given day, but they've shown this year they can lose to any given team on any given day. Even though their wins are pretty solid wins, or even though the losses are pretty solid losses, still, even some of their wins weren't comfortable. And Peter, we've got one more question for you. Uh, you've been great. Obviously, you've done your homework. Uh, you know, check out check out FCS Reddit. They post good stuff. Uh, the FCS doesn't get enough coverage, uh, and FCS Reddit does a good job getting that out there. Uh, but Peter, the last question, you can you can pick it however you want, based off your bracket, based off what you think might happen, whatever. Give us your final four in the FCS playoffs. Give us your national champion, and or give us your national championship, and give us your national champion prediction. Final four is going to have Sam Houston. That's a good start. That's a good start. Good start. And this one's going to surprise them. I have Montana. Okay, okay. They're finally getting healthy again. They got Cam Humphrey back, and I think that's a different team with Cam Humphrey. I think they they have – they, for me, is another team that has a great potential. I wouldn't call – I didn't pick them in the upset because I wouldn't call them a huge upset. I think they're going to be just at the cusp of getting seeded. James Madison, I think they're one of the more complete teams. And then trying to make sure I've got no overlap here. And then I think Sacramento State could surprise some people. Wow. They have wow. really figured it out on offense. So you, you talk about Montana, and you do or don't have them beating Montana State this weekend? If I had to pick the game right now, I pick Montana. Oh wow! Okay, so so if that happens, could you see Montana potentially getting that seven or eight seed, or would they still be on the outside of the first round buys? I think they will be outside of the first round buys because they have a loss to Sacramento State and Eastern Washington, who both look like they will have those maybe six to eight spots, and I think it's going to be hard to pick a Montana seed to move up there, to, to de-seed one of those teams. Well, and I still think that Montana State would be seeded even with a loss, and I do not see the committee Correct. putting four Big Sky first-round buys, uh, especially when Montana lost to two of those. Uh, I just, I just, I think that Montana, like you said, would be on the cusp of a seed. Correct. And the way you would have to set it up would almost be a five, six, seven, eight seed of big sky teams, and I just don't see that. Right, right. Okay, so out of those four teams, you said Sam Houston, Montana, Sac State, and James Madison. Let's hear your national championship and your national champion. 
I think Sam Houston, James Madison was Sam Houston winning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little semifinal rematch last year. Uh, in my opinion, the best game of the playoffs uh, with the 21-point comeback at halftime. Peter will take it. Uh, that that would be awesome. Sam Houston, we would love a rematch with James Madison at Frisco. I think that that would be, that'd be a classic. Yeah, and I think you'd have a lot of salty fans with Sam Houston and James Madison right after announcing oh, FCS. I, I did not think about that when you said that. That would be the uh, See You Later Bowl, uh, the FCS <laughs> See You Later Bowl. That's what our that's what our episode was called last week. But boy, that would definitely that would definitely not sit well with a lot of FCS fans. All right, so Peter, thank you. We really appreciate you having you on. Uh, there's so much to talk about, and uh, of course, you never know what's going to happen next week. This whole bracketology, everything could change, but I'm glad we got a little insight on it. Peter, where can people follow you and find your stuff at? So Twitter, it is redditfcs or www.reddit.com slash r slash fcs. Um, whenever this comes out, I will retweet the podcast and put all our information out there all right well we appreciate you having you on and uh if we have any questions or if anyone has any questions don't be afraid to go talk to them and figure it all out peter thank you for being on the show thanks for having me thank you uh, what a cool guest uh peter james read at fcs he knows his stuff definitely knew his stuff uh he he came ready to roll uh you could tell that he has done his homework uh you know, the crazy thing is, though, is how different everyone's opinions are and have been this year. You know, I, I think that come Sunday, and, and then the selection show, for you guys that don't know, 11.30, Sunday morning, uh, they're going to reveal the bracket. I think it's going to be a lot different than, than people are suspecting. Yeah, he's uh, he's the first person I've seen with Sac State. He was talking about his Final Four, having Sac State in there. It's really cool having the hometown team. They've been doing really well, and they beat Montana earlier in the year. So you never know what's going to happen, and we said it. It could change instantly. But, Hump, let's roll into some scores, some college scores. Starting off, SFA, UCA. SFA gets to win 27-14. to 14. They're outside looking in, but I think uh, there's still a chance. And even if next year, I think uh, I think they're going to have a good year. I think they're on, on the, the glimpse. They're really close on well, the cliff. They're definitely going to have a good year if, uh, if Sam Houston is not FCS playoff eligible. I know, but uh, good well, for would. We'll we'll have to put an asterisk by that one, right? Because apparently <laughs> apparently our national championship didn't count. Yeah, I, I don't know. They uh, Mickey Mouse champions for them next year, but uh, they get the win. They have their resume now. It's up to the committee to decide whether they they want them in or not. Next up, we have Eastern Washington and UC Davis. Eastern Washington with the win, thirty eight to twenty. UC Davis, they uh, they have a tough one this week. Uh, the battle of the Dalton Bowl, I guess. Uh, both of my hometowns. This teams. is a Dalton Bowl, isn't it? It's going to be. Uh, this is, it's, that's a big game. That one has a lot of playoff implications with it. Yeah. Next up, we have South Dakota and South Dakota State University. Hump twenty-three to twenty, with the Coyotes getting a win. But what happened? Uh, how did the the Coyotes win this one? So Dalton, everybody saw the Hail Mary. Okay, South Dakota. They they throw up a prayer uh, from from the opposite forty-five. Score a touchdown for the win. But Dalton, that's not the crazy part in this game. Okay. The crazy part is the fact that South Dakota State had possession of the ball, fourth down, with eight seconds to play. Okay, Dalton. They snap it to their quarterback. He drops back, throws it out of bounds, game over. Okay? They go back to review it. They decide that there is one second on the clock. Coyote's ball, 
and and it was written in the stars. Uh, once that happened, you definitely thought there was a shot that they would score on a hail mary, and they definitely did. Number one, ESPN Sports Center top play. What a what a crushing crushing loss for the Jackrabbits. I think the worst part about that catch is it was bobbled. I think uh, I think it hit off of a Jackrabbit's hand, and then off a of Coyote's hand, and then finally into the hands of another Coyote. But uh, good for South Dakota. That's a, that's a way to ruin uh, ruin a team's chances, but also punch a ticket. I was going to say, in South Dakota, you know, they they were on the outside looking in because their final two games were against South Dakota State and North Dakota State, and they probably needed to win one of those to have a shot at the playoffs. Sure enough, they beat the Rabbits, and uh, I think the Coyotes are, are going to the playoffs. Next up, we have Missouri State and UNI. Missouri State with the win, 34-27. to you and I is caught kind of kind of falling off a little mm-hmm. bit since uh, we were talking. We were big on them, really high on them. But Missouri State, the, they're going to get in. What do we think? I think that Missouri State is a lock. I think that they are a team. I think they're a team to to worry about. Kind of a sleeper. They've had one of the toughest schedules in the country. Uh, and I I don't know. I think uh, I think the Bears might might do pretty good in the playoffs. And then finally in the FCS we have UIW and Nichols Incarnate Word with the win twenty seven to twenty three. Hump, does this punch their ticket as a Southland ch- automatic qualifier, or is Sela still? Can they still fight for a chance? Incarnate is uh, Incarnate is is going to the playoffs. I think uh, you know Nichols had a had a chance to play spoiler uh, if they would have beat Incarnate Word, if they would have beat Southeastern this weekend. Uh, Nichols gets the L, so no playoffs for the Colonels. But I think Incarnate Word is uh, is going dancing. And uh, like we said, uh, most likely, if, if they win their first round, we will see them. And this will be an old Southland uh, game brought back up. That'd be awesome. I, be I, I would like that. I know uh, we beat them at home last time, so I know they're definitely salty about that and they want to come back. Cameron Ward going to try to throw for 600 again. <laughs> but uh, we, have a, we have a secondary that will be ready for that. Moving on to the FBS, we're not going to really touch on FBS rankings because nothing much has changed. Georgia is running everything. Really, the only big loss is that Oklahoma picked up a loss this weekend, pretty much eliminating themselves from the college football playoff. See, that was that's what I was going to start off with. Baylor with the win, twenty-seven to fourteen. So we're done with Oklahoma because done with done with Oklahoma still in there. Yeah, but the thing was, is they were they were so low even when they were undefeated. I think they were eight. Uh, I think tonight they're thirteen, so they're they're out. Hump, who's winning the Big 12? Not Texas. Um, boy. <laughs> Definitely that, not Texas. Good Lord. Um, I think, I don't know. Uh, I think Baylor is good enough to do it. I think Oklahoma State is good enough to do it. And I, you know, I would never count Oklahoma out because they've done it so many times. But uh, right this second, give me, give me the pokes. Give me the pokes. I like the Cowboys. Next up, we have Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Ole Miss with the win, 29-19. to Texas A&M, they're close. D- disappointing, but I think I think good times are coming for the Aggies. I hate saying that, but just look at their recruiting. Uh, Number you seen, three recruiting class in the in the country right now. Well, and I think I think that they've got some more on the way, and I would not be surprised for a uh, recruiting title this year. And uh, another good news is Jimbo has officially, finally, and he's been saying it for a while, but officially he's staying. That's good news for Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher has uh, changed the program, and uh, things are looking good for the Aggies. I think my national championship take, just like with you're, the you're a couple years Cardinals, off, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to come eventually. But what about Ole Miss? I mean, Ole Miss, some tough losses, but they've had some big wins. Where are they going to finish off at? Well, Matt Corral looks good. Lane Kiffin is is one of the funner coaches in college football. I think Ole Miss, 
I think they've got a great shot at one of the New Year's Six Bowls, uh, and I think they have a great shot at winning one of those New Year's Six Bowls. So it'll be definitely interesting. Uh, it was great seeing them pick up the win against the Aggies. I nailed that one. Uh, college game day. You know what was funny about the college game day? Uh, Lane Kiffin was actually the guest picker. I don't. I don't know I that. I, see that. I don't know if I've ever seen a coach yeah. from the from the game be a guest picker. Dalton, no college game day in Missoula, Montana this week. A lot of angry FCS shame. fans. Because normally, do they always do one FCS game a year? Or Not just always, kind of... but it's it's they want to. I feel like, and this would have been a great one. Hump. They had Michael Keaton send in a video saying, "Come to to come and watch the game in Montana." That's like that's a former Batman. I feel I like at that point you have to. It, it's a shame. If Batman comes a calling. You go to Missoula, Montana. They're they're doing Michigan State, Ohio State. Boring. Yeah. They've been to this is the twentieth time they will have gone to Columbus, Ohio. Boo. Boo. Very boo. 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 Very but, boo. Just know, for Ohio State to beat Michigan State by thirty. Whoa. Whoa, early, is that a pick 'em? Uh, My bad. My bad. <laughs> Next up we have Arkansas and LSU. Arkansas was win sixteen to thirteen. LSU's fighting. Coach O wants to leave on a high note. Not getting the win he wants, but they're competing. They beat a Arkansas team that little wishy-washy. They start off hot, kind of struggle, but they're still ranked. They'll still get a bowl game. Next up, we have Michigan and Penn State. Michigan with the win, 21-17. to They needed that one. They're geared up for a big, a big, big game, the game. We've been talking about it for a long time now. Oh, man, I'm excited. It's a lot on the line. And then finally, we have Wake Forest and NC State. Wake Forest with the win, 45-42. to Wake Forest is still alive. The Demon Deacons are still uh, fighting, and they're going to get a good bowl game. I'm excited. But, Hump? Enough of college football. We've talked about FCS. We've talked about FBS. Time to get on the NFL. And first up is the fantasy corner. Now, Hump, I'm excited about this one today, baby. Uh, I'll, I'll rip the Band-Aid off. We had a head-to-head again, and uh, I should have beaten you. I I made a grave mistake. I didn't pay attention. And uh, Alvin Kamara was out, and I didn't know, didn't make a replacement. And uh, I took the loss. I was doing really good, too. My team did very well, but the zero points just killed me. So you beat me, so now we're one and one. Maybe we'll see each other in the playoffs or something like that. But Hump, winners, losers, and how you're doing. This is your fantasy corner. Dalton, big win. I needed it in the walk-on radio fantasy football league. I was actually the top scorer of the week, finally. It's been 10 weeks coming, uh, but that was a lot of fun. Dalton, I picked up a an even greater win uh, in my in my personal league for the fifth win in a row. I got Patrick Mahomes this week, okay? He hasn't he's back. <laughs> he's back. He hasn't done anything all year. Uh, and then, of course, when I play against him, he decides to score over 40 points. Uh, and you know what? I had come to terms with it. I, you know, it's okay. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's done it to many, many people before. But Dalton, the doggy dog of the week, okay? And I'm giving this award out. I needed 18 points out of uh, a certain someone named Debo Samuel on Monday Night Football. He said, nah. No, no, not 18. I'll go score 25. 25, Dalton. Debo Samuel is, I would say that Debo Samuel is probably, right now, this year especially, probably the least, talk about, least talked about player that is a top talent in the NFL right now. Well, uh, did you see the 49ers entrance? In in Monday Night Football, out out of the little tunnel, it, with all the lights and stuff, lights, dude had a jukebox. Yes, Trent Williams and Debo in the front leading the crew. They were amped up. Yeah, this was they, a big one for them. And we're gonna talk about it, but domination, yeah, uh, utter domination. And Dalton, did you see Debo Samuel's giant, and I mean giant, Forty ers chain that he had on? Oh yeah, it, it was 
If that was real, that had to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. But Dalton, some other big showings. Jonathan Taylor continues his reign of terror. Christian McCaffrey officially is back. Cooper Cup still the number one receiver in the league when it comes to fantasy. A couple of disappointments. Again, Justin Herbert sucked. He sucked, Dalton. So are we worried about Justin Herbert at this point? I think we're worried about the Chargers in general. They just, man, they... Wishy-washy. wishy-washy. Your, your favorite term, and that is definitely who they are. I think MVP and head coach of the year, that take is gone. But playoffs are still there. They just, they got to finish it out strong. Dalton, another big-time fantasy quarterback that just did not come to play and two come to mind, Tom Brady. They pick up a loss to the Washington football team. Terrible. And Matthew Stafford. And we're going to talk about that game, but... Are we worried about the Rams? The Rams, that's two losses in a row. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know what's going on with them. And also with the Bucks, two, uh, two losses in the last three weeks. Another quarterback that I can throw out there, Russell Wilson, putting up a goose egg against the Packers. For, uh, first shutout that Russell Wilson has ever played in. Wow. Interesting. Can and that's... Finger, there could be finger problems. But that's, I know that, that says a lot about what the Packers' defense is capable of. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess it's, are you go with the fantasy corner. Got anything else? Dalton, there's four more weeks in the regular season. You better get busy winning or get busy trying because the playoffs are coming. Well, let's roll right into it. I'll start it off. We were just talking about it. Packers and the Seahawks. Packers with the win, 17-0. It was ugly offensively. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw a couple picks. Uh, we couldn't get nothing done. Aaron Big Jones, weather game, though. Big weather I wouldn't. Game. I wouldn't look at the turnovers too much because the snow, though it was pretty, it's a tough place to play at Lambeau when the weather's rocking. But my counter to that is, Rodgers, you've been there before. You, you should You should be used to That's, it. I'm, I'm fine with that. Now, could it be... He's a little rusty. We saw that with Dak last week. Uh, Rodgers didn't play last week, so I think it's fair. I think it's look, – look at this. You're trashing the Packers. I'm giving Packers yeah, some I leeway. I think we're going to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt. Big win for the Packers. Now, big scare. Aaron Jones got hurt. Knee injury was crying out of the, the little uh, tunnel – not tunnel, but a little tent on the sideline. He's okay. Nothing serious. But we did lose Whitney Merciless. He uh, tore his bicep. He is gone for the season. It's a big loss for the defense, but – and our defense looks good, and that's what I'm excited about. That was what I was worried about. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the power rankings, but Packers are now number one, followed by the Tennessee Titans, which is a little, a little hot take for me. I disagree. And then I think the Cowboys are three. Ca- uh, Cowboys are – I think it's Arizona, and then Cowboys are four, yes. Which, eh, I don't know I don't know why all of a sudden everyone's high on the Titans without Derrick Henry that they're winning, but kind of ugly. I just don't see them being able to win a Super Bowl. But Packers with a win, excited. Now, Hump, here we go. I uh, – I've already talked to Coach Buck about this, and he he let me uh, let me hear it. But uh, Dallas forty three to three against a terrible team. So whatever, go ahead. A terrible Talk team that's one game out of the playoffs. Dalton, I agree. Okay, let's not you know let's not jump back on the the Cowboys Super Bowl bandwagon just because they they beat the Falcons. But I'm jumping back on the Cowboys Super Bowl bandwagon because they they not only beat the Falcons. They not only beat the Falcons, who have also professional football players getting paid millions of dollars on their roster. Dalton, they beat them 43-3. That is total domination. They beat them in all facets of the game. And if the Dallas Cowboys can continue to play at that level, I just, I don't know who, I don't know who's going to beat them. I don't know who's going to beat them at home. Uh, I just, man, the way they're playing right now is, is what everyone has been wanting them to be the last 10 years, Dalton. Yeah, it looked like they did a playoff. If the playoff started right now, and y'all the Saints first round, I think that's a, definitely a, a dub. And uh, we'll have to see. The playoffs are interesting. I guess right now it's kind of between the Packers, the Cowboys, and the Rams, uh, and then the Bucks, of course. But uh, Bucks a little questionable. We're gonna get into that. Let's talk some NFL scores. Starting off, 
Our first game, we have Baltimore and Miami. Miami with the win, 22-19. to Weird. Baltimore looked weird. A weird week, a weird couple weeks of uh, NFL upsets lately. Let's talk about Miami's defense in that game. They looked great. Uh, Lamar Jackson was running around like crazy. Just they couldn't get a handle on their D-line. Next up, we have Buffalo and the New York Jets. Buffalo with the win, 45-17. to The Jets, they struggle. Is Buffalo still the AFC favorites? I or- mean, I would say yes, but... Everybody else says no. Well, okay. who who is everybody else saying? The Titans? The Titans. Okay, well, and I would say the Chiefs looked uh, mighty chiefy the other night. They they look like them normal selves, but I'm still I'm still on the Buffalo train. Yeah, me too. I I give Patrick Mahomes his credit for being back, but you know, it, he's got to do he got to do it again. He's got to do it again. Uh, and there's another team we're going to talk about that might be back, and that's the New England that's Patriots. That's the New England Patriots. 45 Absolutely. to 7, Mac Jones looks like Tom Brady all of a sudden. And, well, Don, uh, that's why they drafted him yeah. because because that's that's Tom Brady 2.0. Uh, I don't know why people pass on him and let Bill Belichick get Mac Jones, but we're now seeing uh, what that might look like the next ten years. Hump, what about the Cleveland Browns? Are they uh, are they done? Don, I think that they. Uh, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, I think that I think the Ravens are better than them. I think that you can make a case that the Steelers are better than them. I think you can make a case that the Cincinnati Bengals are better than them. Uh, I just I, I don't know that there's enough spots to go around, especially when you've got the Patriots playing like they are. You've got Indianapolis is getting hot behind the Titans, and you've got the entire AFC West. So I legitimately think that the Browns are on the way outside looking in for the playoffs. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. We just talked about it. Patrick Mahomes is back, goes crazy, 41-14. And like I said, I got to see it again. I got to see the Chiefs do it again. Hump, I don't think it's this week. Or is it this week? Oh, Dallas it's Cowboys. this week. Yep, Dallas Dallas at KC. That game is massive. Uh, this could be a potential CELA UIW 55-52. to 52. Uh, If Dak's hot, if Mahomes is hot, this is going to be an interesting game. This will show y'all what – if y'all are ready for the playoffs. Right? I would say, Dalton, I would say right now, if the Dallas Cowboys go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, I think they will be the consensus, and not just me saying it, the national favorite – to win the Super Bowl through through 11 weeks. And it, it all comes down to your defense. Can your defense hold a Patrick Mahomes who's red hot, who's got a lot of momentum, and, and can Dak do what he's been doing, or is he going to struggle again and, and have some bad numbers? But a big game, really interesting. Next up, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars and Indianapolis Colts. Colts with the win, 23-17. to Colts are continuing to win. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, man, wow. Your guy. I think right now, you know, with Derrick Henry out, with, with McCaffrey, he's been out most of the year. I think that Jonathan Taylor is probably the best running back in the NFL. Next up, we have Carolina and Arizona. Cam Newton is back. Two touches, two touchdowns, 34 to 10. <laughs> Did you see the video? The, it was a little cringy, but where he took off his helmet and yelled, I'm back, yeah. I'm back. Now, here's a question. The big question that it was everyone was talking about right after the game, Hump, is Cam Newton the starting quarterback next week? Don, he is the starting quarterback, and the reason I say that is because there was a video that came out, and it was of Cam Newton on the sidelines, and just the, just the the attention, the the leadership role that he was carrying himself with, everyone just just magnetized to him, and you could just tell that he had a a full grasp of that sideline, a lot of respect for Cam Newton, especially in the Panthers organization where he's one of the greater Panthers of all time. Uh, I think that this week he will be the starting quarterback. It's weird. I was telling, uh, I think I was telling Isaac about this. 
it kind of just felt like a fever dream that he wasn't on the Panthers for a few years, and all of a sudden he's back, and it just it just seems right. It, it's really weird. I saw I saw somebody tweet that uh, okay, are we gonna just pretend that uh, when Cam Newton wasn't on the Panthers, we're gonna pretend that that wasn't canon, right? So it just doesn't count. <laughs> Next up, we have Tennessee and New Orleans, and this is the big topic. Tennessee, all of a sudden, the AFC Super Bowl favorite, gets to win over New Orleans, 23-21. to They're good. I'll give them credit, but Hump, I just I don't see what everyone else is seeing. I think they're a playoff team, but AFC Super Bowl cont- or, uh, favorite? I, I don't know. I, I can see them winning their division. I, I can see them winning a playoff game or two, but I just... Without Derrick Henry, I do not see them being able to get to the Super Bowl. I would pick the Bills ahead of them. I would pick the Chiefs ahead of them. And I might pick the Ravens ahead of them. Yeah, really disappointing. I had Adrian Peterson on my bench. I saw him. I knew he was coming back. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get him. Three points. So uh, disappointing. You, you, you miss. You, you hit or miss. Maybe he'll go off on my bench one day. But I got him just in case. But Tennessee, the favorite right now. Next up, we have Detroit and Pittsburgh. Hump. They didn't lose. They didn't Detroit lose, did baby. Lose, They're not baby. going 0-16, just 0-15-1. <laughs> they tied 16-16. to I hate ties. I it, That rule's got to go. I, dude, okay, in the NFL, like, if that's the thing, like, play your little the way they do overtime and then go to college overtime rules or something. Don't tie. Yeah, that, I, and that just makes the standings weird. I, I want a little shootout. I want, I want some action. A tie's just not going to do it for me. Next up, we have Tampa Bay and the Washington football team. We just talked about it. You can't lose these games. No. Uh, Washington football team with the win 29-19. Are we worried about the Bucks? I, I don't think we're worried about them. I mean, I definitely think they're still going to the playoffs. But if, if this continues, they're definitely not getting back to the Super Bowl. Next up, we have Minnesota and the Los Angeles Chargers. We talked about this again. Minnesota with the win 27-20. Now, Minnesota's a good team. They're, they're not bad. But the Chargers... I expect better from them. No I, question. This, this should be a must-win game. And Minnesota, you know, they're not going to win that division. The, the Packers are going to win that division. But but Minnesota is definitely in a position to make the playoffs. Uh, and getting wins like these are, are definitely a step in the right direction. The next game we have is Philadelphia and Denver. Philadelphia with the win 30-13. to Hump. Philadelphia <laughs> confuses me because I, well, they're not bad. I guess the Broncos confuse you as well because the Broncos just <laughs> – absolutely curb stomped the Dallas Cowboys last week, and then they get curb stomped by the Eagles, who got curb stomped by the Cowboys. Did you see the video of Teddy Bridgewater? Now making a The B stands for business decision? Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen the concussion problems he had. He's been knocked out before. Sometimes you just gotta, you got to be smart about it. No, but I just – I don't know. I mean, I know he's my quarterback, but, man, what, a, what, a, what an effortless just move. And then finally, we have the Los Angeles Rams and the 49ers. We, we were touching on it earlier. Debo Samuel going off 31-10. The 49ers get the win hump. Are the San Francisco 49ers going to make the playoffs? I just worry that, that, that the NFC is too tough. Uh, and I say that. I think the, the division winners are tough, but maybe the wild card spots are a little open. I think the Panthers are in the playoffs right now. Uh, I think, you know, I guess the 49ers are, are teetering on that. The Saints are kind of teetering on that wild card spot. So there's some room. Uh, but that NFC West is uh, is wild. Let's roll in some pickums and, and finish this episode off. First off, we have Monmouth and Kennesaw State. Peter touched on it a little bit. A lot on the line here for playoffs. Monmouth got to get this win. Kennesaw State got to get this win. So, Hump, who are you taking? Dawn, it's a big game. Uh, it's for the Big South title. Monmouth has had Kennesaw State's number the last couple of years. We know Monmouth all too well. We had a We had a crazy playoff game against them in the spring. Monmouth did not, and they were a team that you and I both thought they'd be a dark horse to possibly get to the national championship this season. They have not delivered. 
We're here in the last week of the regular season. They've got a shot to make the playoffs. Dalton, Kennesaw, they're ranked number five in the coaches' poll this week. Do they deserve that? No. They're not, they're not the fifth best team in the country, but their record says they are. This is tough. This is tough. But I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the Kennesaw State Owls. I, I'm picking them to win this game. They're at home. They've got a lot to prove. This can be a great stepping stone into the playoffs, kind of shut up some haters. Give me the Fighting Owls. I'm going with you here. I'm going with the Owls. Mammoth is just a little too wishy-washy for me. They make me nervous, and uh, I, I've fallen behind in picks. I think I'm like fifth now. So uh, I got to make some smart decisions here, and I love Kennesaw's offense. It is a it is a fullback's dream. They are just pounding the ball. So give me the Owls here, but uh, Mammoth is a good team, and we we were high on them. So you, I could see a win here for them, but it's at home. Give me Kennesaw here in a uh, in a good matchup. Next up, we have is Mercer and ETSU. Another game with a lot on the line. The Bears just got off a big win, and East Tennessee State they need to keep winning to get in that playoff spot. So Hump. Who's winning this one? Dalton, I think East Tennessee, uh, you know, if they win this one, they'd be, you know, one of the, the better record-wise teams in the country. They've got a great running back in Quay Holmes. If they win this one, I think there's a shot that they could get a first-round bye. So a lot on the line. Mercer, they're a bubble team. So if they win this one, they're going to get the automatic qualifier. If they lose, who knows if they make the playoffs or not. I'm going to have to go with the Pirates, or the not the Pirates, the Buccaneers. Uh, that's, a, that's a Pirate, close, isn't it? Yeah, that, a Buccaneer, is that a Pirate? Yeah, it, it's just like another okay. term for Pirates. East Tennessee Buccaneers, I'm going with them. So I picked the Bears last week, and they did me right with the win. And uh, I'm all about stories. I'm all about you know having the hot hand, feeling motivated. You're a bubble team that you, can't, you have nothing to lose. Maybe you have a lot to lose. You can't lose this game. So Mercer's not going to lose this game. I'm going with the Bears. I think they were the Bears too, because uh, last pick them we had about four Bears team. So I'm going with the Bears too. They got to win this game. I think they're going to be fired up and uh, they're going to come out swinging for the fences and they're gonna they're gonna hit a home run. Next up we have the Dalton Bowl, Sacramento State. I guess this is the Dalton and Danielle Bowl. Shout out to my mother. Uh, this is a, a Northern California matchup. Sacramento State versus UC Davis. Both teams doing really well. Peter has Sacramento State. In his final four, UC Davis has beaten people left and right. Hump in the Dalton Bowl. You're going with the Hornets or you're going with the Stang Gang? A lot of playoff implications on this one. I think both teams have already done enough to make the field, but where will they be headed? Will you get a bye? Will you have a first-round game? Are you on the road? Are you home? Dalton, if Sac State wins this one, I definitely think they are a lock for a seed. They'd be undefeated in the Big Sky, which was one of the better conferences in all of the FCS. So for that... I'm taking Sac State on the road, Sac State to get a bye come Sunday, and Sac State apparently a team to be worried about. Yeah, a team that uh, Peter looked really high on and said is a good team. Now, uh, I hate to disappoint my mother, but I'm doing it. I'm going with UC Davis. Man, they just really surprised me. They've they've come out and they've came to play, and I think they're going to get, I guess this would be considered an upset, even though they're both good teams. But uh, I'm also considering which one is closer to me. And I remember when I was little, I would always pass by UC Davis. Sacramento was a little bit of a farther drive. Even though it's my mom's school, I'm going with UC Davis. She's going to be mad at you. She's going to be mad. I know. I, I, I'm more worried about UC Davis' showing against Eastern Washington last week. I, I picked UC Davis, thought they could get it done. Not even close. Yeah, and uh, but we got to give credit to the Eastern Washington team that was almost the number one team in the country. Definitely. So, uh, But Sacramento State, great team. Uh, I'm sorry, Mom. Don't be mad at me. I know she's cheering for the Hornets. Uh 
we might be seeing them in the playoff, which I is can really see cool. It. I Being can able see to it. play uh, my mom's team. And uh, I know in 2024, we play them in a home and away. Unfortunately, 2025, when we go to Sacramento, I will no longer be a football player. So that sucks. I won't be able to go back home. But they get to come to Huntsville, kind of check it out. I got some uh, friends that I used to go to middle school with that are on the Sacramento State Hornets. It's really exciting. But I'm saying all this, and I'm still picking against them. I'm going to UC <laughs> Davis. Next up, we have Michigan State and Ohio State College Game Day. This is a lot on the line for Michigan State. Ohio State wants to continue their dominance. They need to win this game, setting up for a major big game against Michigan. So, Hump, you going with the Spartans or you going with the Buckeyes? Dalton, plain and simple, the loser of this one is out of playoff contention. The winner sets themselves up for a great shot at the playoffs. I just, I just, you know, Oregon, I picked them to go into the uh, into Columbus and beat Ohio State. I'm not picking a green team to win in this one again. Give me Ohio State. Give me the Buckeyes. Uh, you know, Kenneth Walker for, for Michigan State, he's a Heisman candidate, and, and what he was able to do against Michigan is truly impressive. Don't see that happening against Ohio State. Ohio State's offense is finally clicking on all cylinders. C.J. Stroud looks like a doggy dog, and I'm taking the Buckeyes. Yeah, you're talking about Heisman favorites. C.J. Stroud is is slowly moving up the rankings. He's doing such a great job in their offense. I'm going with Ohio State as well. I just don't think uh, Michigan State can win the big ones. I know they beat Michigan, but this is uh, this is the daddy of the Big Ten. I think they're going to continue their dominance, and they're going to find uh, they might find themselves in the in that fourth spot in the playoff. But give me Ohio State, and uh, I always pick Michigan and Ohio State because I want the game to be massive. I want Michigan to get the big upset. So give me Ohio State here to set up something special. Next up, we have SMU and Cincinnati. And a lot of people might think that this is a guaranteed Cincinnati win, but a lot of people don't know who SMU is, a team that has been really good this year. So, Hump, you're going with your Bearcats with a C, your zoo, or you're going with SMU, which is kind of your, your area, the Dallas area. Don, I'm actually surprised. I'm looking here at the, uh, the Pick'em Breakdown. 20% of Walk-On Radio Nation has picked SMU in this one, which is a little more than I would have thought. Dalton, Cincinnati... They're not getting the love they deserve. They're not getting the love they deserve. And I think a win here, a big win here, they need it to be big. It needs to be a good showing. Uh, SMU is a good team. You know, they, they were ranked earlier in the year, undefeated for a while. Tana Mordecai is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So I expect a lot of points in this one. But I'm going to have to stick with Cincinnati. Obviously, I picked them to make the Final Four. I hope that that still happens. And uh, if, if that is going to happen, they're going to have to win this one. I'm going with the Cincinnati as well, but I want to make this loud and clear. I want to announce it. I pick Cincinnati because I'm playing it safe, but I think SMU wins this one. I think this is the game they drop. I said it all year long. I think they're going to lose a game, and I think SMU I feel like that's cheating. It is is cheating. that cheating? 100% cheating. I'm playing the safe pick. I'm going to pick Cincinnati because I don't want to lose. That's why you're behind this year. You're I not know. picking with your heart, and that's why I'm one spot out of first place. My heart, I'm picking with the heart. My heart is telling me SMU. But Last year, I tried to be too analytical, blah, blah, blah. I'm picking with my heart, and it's showing. Yeah, and my heart is saying SMU, but I got to pick Cincinnati here just because you're undefeated. But they got to drop one. It's going to be the Mustangs. But if not, I was also right. I picked Cincinnati <laughs> to win. That's the, cheat- <laughs> that's the cheating part. <laughs> Next up, we have... Louisiana Lafayette and Liberty. Liberty with a quarterback that Coach Stape. Coach That's Stape, where he's at former now. old yep. line coach of Sam Houston, now assistant offensive line coach of Louisiana Lafayette, facing Mal- Malik Willis and Liberty. Hump, you going with the Raging Cajuns? Are you going with the, the Eagles? The Flames. Whoa. That's an FCS. That's, That's an two FCS, FCS names. Isn't their logo an eagle? Yeah, but but it's like it's like 
Kind of like Auburn, where they're the Tigers, but War Eagle. Well, it's like I think I think like you know like what a phoenix is, oh. like a a fiery bird. I like that. They're the Flames, so the I flames. figured it's something like that. Okay, Dalton Liberty, a future Conference USA opponent. We we're gonna get to know Liberty real well uh, at Sam Houston. I love Malik Willis. I think that he hasn't had the year that he's wanted to have, but I still think that he is a big time NFL prospect. And for that, I'm taking Liberty this week at home against uh, the Raging Cajuns. Well, if I knew that Liberty were the Flames and not the Eagles, I probably would have picked Liberty, but I'm sticking with Coach Stape here. I'm going with the Raging Cajuns. Uh, their offensive line is legit, and uh, they can run the ball. And I'm excited to see if they can get this done. But Liberty, man, they uh, they, they got a quarterback that's trying to get that stats stats up. They could, Liberty uh, Bibbity. Liberty, have you, have I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to shout out Liberty Mutual. Liberty Bibbity. Uh, sponsor, sponsor us, Liberty Bibbity. <laughs> Hit uh, us up. Emu, <laughs> Limu Emu. What is that what it is? <laughs> But uh, give me the uh, not give me the Flames, give me the Raging Cajuns. But man, what a cool name, the Flames. Next up, we have some NFL pickums: Cincinnati versus Las Vegas. Las Vegas, a big loss to Kansas City, but uh, they're still a decent team. And then Cincinnati started off really well. All of a sudden, they're kind of kind of falling off as of late. But they're still a good team. Joe Burrow and uh, and uh, Jamar Chase trying to get it done. Hump. Who are you going with? Dalton, I am I am strictly picking Las Vegas here because I was talking so much mess about Cincinnati earlier in the year. I want that to get back to where it was so that Cincinnati was a fluke. So give me give me give me the Raiders. They have had quite the roller coaster of emotions year, not necessarily on the field, but their off the field antics have been uh interesting. Yeah, I'm going with the the Raiders as well. They're playing at the Death Star, which man, I The Raiders. I love Lambeau Field as a classic, but I think the Death Star is my favorite stadium. It's I've been just- I've been twice oh now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just like the vibe. It's such a Raiders vibe. All dark in there. Well, it's black. So, yeah. Dude. I mean, it's perfect. It's, you, you'd love it. It's I want to go. And, it's, and, and when you get off of the airplane in Las Vegas, like you look out the window and it's like, bam, right there. It's and like I, hotel, and, hotel, hotel, NFL football stadium. And I saw like they did like an area shot for the Monday night game. And it's just like the strip, all the lights, and then bam. Have you ever been to Vegas? Star. I have. But I was little, so I didn't really get to experience. You need to go as an adult. Yeah. I went. I went as a little kid, and we stayed at. I think it was the Excalibur. I don't know if they re- changed their name. No, they still have Excalibur. Big, yeah, it's a big, big castle. castle. Yeah, yeah, we stayed there. But of course, I had to you know close my eyes and ears and move past. The oh, casino there, park. there's a lot of closing your eyes as yeah. a little kid in Vegas. But uh, I want to go again, of course, and uh, maybe. When I feel we're like done, me and you should go. Yeah. Like live. We would need to. Well, we would need to not be players here anymore. Probably we could. We could do like a a sports gambling episode. Yeah, live on live on. I mean, the you could just lose all our people come up and uh, ask questions. <laughs> lose all of our money <laughs> on live. <laughs> okay, but I'm going right. with the Raiders. Uh, I like Cincinnati, but Raiders they they've competed, and uh, I got Darren Waller on fantasy. I got Hunter Renfro on fantasy. I need them to step it up a little bit. Next up, we have Dallas and Kansas City. This is a big matchup. This is we just talked about it. A prove yourself matchup for Dallas against a team where Patrick Mahomes is back. He's tired of hearing everybody saying that he's done, and uh, he's here to play. So Hump. I know your answer, but uh, why is Dallas going to win? Well, Dalton, first off, my Sunday this week, I'm excited for Saturday. I'm ready to go and beat Abilene Christian, no doubt. But my Sunday, I get to wake up. It's FCS playoff selection Sunday. Get to enjoy fantasy football at noon. And then my 3.30 game, game of the week, is Dallas at Kansas City. Come on. I mean, how can I not be fired up for Sunday? Dalton, obviously, I'm taking the Cowboys here. I'm taking the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys, if they win this game, they are the Super Bowl favorites. And I, I don't, I'm not even saying that as a Cowboys fan. I'm saying that as a football fan. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be an incredible environment. It's one of the loudest stadiums in all of NFL football. But Dalton, the way the defense has been playing, the way Dak Prescott is, is capable of playing, 
I think that they're going to have enough firepower to take down Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Hum, let me tell you, this uh, every time we've had Dallas, I've picked Dallas, and uh, I hate do I hate doing it, but I got to be a smart analyst here. I guess we're considered analysts now that we have a podcast, a sports podcast. But that's like my dream to be considered an analyst. <laughs> I've been waiting for my time to pick against the Cowboys. I'm so excited for this. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is back. Uh, this is a team that even when we were put him in the pick'em and we were questioning about it, you always said it. You never doubt Patrick Mahomes. You never doubt the Chiefs' offense. And now they're rolling again. I just, I'm, you know, Trayvon Diggs is good, but that's about it. You got in secondary. So I'm a little nervous because there's a lot of weapons for Mahomes. But I'm excited to make this pick. Kansas City beats Dallas. That doesn't mean Dallas is bad. They're still gonna. They might have a chance to play him again. The Super Bowl. You never know. But right now, give me Patrick Mahomes. Give me Kansas City. And then we have Pittsburgh and the Los Angeles Chargers. Pittsburgh, a team that's kind of uh, not not the best year they've had. But the Chargers, very wishy-washy as well. Uh, still the best uniforms in the NFL, though, the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Hump, you're going with Pittsburgh. You're going with Los Angeles. Dalton, I'm going with 90% of what Walk on Radio Nation has picked, and that is the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I think that number is a little surprising because, like you said, the Chargers have been very wishy-washy. But I think this is going to be a bounce-back week for Justin Herbert and the rest of the Chargers gang. So uh, give me the bolts. I'm going with the Chargers as well. Those are my boys. Lo-Fi Stadium, it's up there with the Death Star. I, That's where I the guess, Super Bowl is I guess this I year. like the brand-new stadiums, but it's cool-looking. It looks massive. You just kind of get swallowed I'm, in. I'm going to Lo-Fi Stadium in uh, in February. When uh, For what? When, when the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl. I'll be oh, there. Oh, God. I'll be there. You you better live stream it with your dad. Oh, I want all reactions. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, we, we will. You might have to step in for you uh, as a walk-on radio co-host that week. I'm very excited to be to see it from afar to see whoever you play. I mean, we, we would zoom you in, obviously. Yeah, I'd say you could come, but there's absolutely no telling what those tickets would be co- would would be priced. I'm, I know like, I couldn't afford them. Multiple thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah. But uh, shout out T Hump on that. I'm one. excited <laughs> to see the Titans beat y'all in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, the, t- <laughs> the Titans now, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers. Pittsburgh is just bad this year. Not uh, not their year, and uh, Chargers are my boys. And then finally, we have the game of the week, the Brawl of the Wild. Should have been college game day, and I can't believe I'm saying that because of our, our little rivalry with Montana. But uh, Montana, Montana State, a lot on the line for both teams. Big atmosphere, big game, up in the mountains. Hump, who you taking? And one of the best rivalry names, the Brawl of the Wild. Dalton, this is a uh, this is a big one. This is a big one, and I, I think it's awesome that it's the last game of the season. Imagine if Battle of the Piney Woods was the last game of the season, especially with to the game decide, we had to decide the whack. If it was like that, yeah. where we had to win off of a missed field goal and a, and a Keegan amazing play, that would have been exciting. Yeah, but uh, Dalton, this is the brawl of the wild, and I think it is going to be wild. I mean, I really do. I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, being at Montana definitely makes me like the Bears in this one, but. Montana State's really good. I think Montana State is definitely really good. And if they win this one, I think the committee could potentially put them as the number one seed. I don't agree with that. I'm giving it to Sam Houston uh, because of what we've done in the last year. But I could definitely see it happening. Montana, they're in the playoffs. They've done enough. Uh, but winning this one would be a, uh, a good step in the right direction going into the playoffs. I think they could potentially be a top eight seed with a win here. Uh, so a lot of moving parts. There, There's... The FCS is, is known for chaos, Dalton. And and if there's opportunity for chaos in the FCS, the FCS delivers. And with all that being said, as much as this pains me to say, as much as no. I hate as much as I hate their fans on Twitter, I hate Don't them. Do it. I absolutely hate them. Don't do it. 
And Cat fans is probably they're probably going to tweet something like <laughs> Ryan Humphreys hates Montana. I'd rather you not, but I do. I do hate Montana. <laughs> but give me give me the Grizzlies in this one. Give me the Grizzlies in this one. I think being at home, it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. I can't imagine what that's going to look like. Uh, I imagine it's going to be cold. It's going to be you know up in the mountains. Have you seen that stadium in Missoula? Beautiful, unreal. Give me the Grizzlies in a battle. It's going to be a good one. Should have been game day, but give me the Grizzlies. Man, this one's tough for me. Uh, I, I watched a lot of Montana just because of all the, the smack we've got from them. And uh, I watched Sacramento State fully through. They didn't look very good that game. No. Now they bring some people back. Peter talked about it. They look, uh, they're a brand new team. But uh, Montana State's two for a reason. And I agree with you that if they win this game, they will be bummed up to one. It's just how it's going to be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say it would happen. I said it could happen. That's true. I, uh, but I'm on board with you that it, it looks likely just because we know how the committee acts and we know how the committee hates the Bearcats and doesn't like giving them credit. <laughs> but uh, I'm going Montana State here. The Grizzlies, ah, man, they just sometimes they play, play really well. Sometimes they struggle. And uh, I think Montana State's going to want to finish it off and uh, have a shot for the number one seed. But uh, give Montana State here. In a, in a great game. It's going to be packed with both fans. I know everyone from Montana is going to be there. Apparently, Michael Keaton's going to be there. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Brawl of the Wild. I, uh, I'm going to keep track and keep up with it. I'm excited. Dalton, let me, let me throw this out there for you, and, and then we'll, we'll, close, we'll close it out. But let's say Montana does pull this upset off, okay? Number one is obviously Sam Houston. Number two and number three are North Dakota State and James Madison in whatever order you want. In my opinion, that's how it would go. That would mean that the Bearcats could not play North Dakota State or James Madison until Frisco. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, as a player for the Samuel State Bearcats, that sounds great because those are tough teams. Those are teams that you don't want to play until till the end. But, uh, I mean, as a fan, it, 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 I feel like people are going to be disappointed. But uh, – I'm excited for that. I'm not saying I don't want to play them. Of course, I want no, to no, play me neither. There. But I'm but, just, uh, I'm just talking out loud here. Yeah. That that would be an ideal path. Yeah, definitely an ideal path. Uh, we want to get to the national championship, and we want to play them again. Of course, I know they want to play Sam Houston and get revenge from the spring. But uh, the easiest path as a player is the best path. So I think uh, that'd be nice. That would is that? Do you put that on a T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Put, we haven't we haven't had a T-shirt quote in a long time. That was a put it on a T-shirt. Put it on a T-shirt. That dome. was one of our that was one of our earlier catchphrases. Doggy dog. Put it on a T-shirt. Hot take. Win Super Bowls. Waivers win Super Bowls. We have a lot. We need to open up like an online shop with just like <laughs> random stuff. I guess uh, I guess we'll have an announcement coming up later that we're opening a walk on radio shop. But, <laughs> right. Huh? Right. We got a guest. Red FCS. Peter. We talked playoffs, we talked NFL, we talked fantasy, we talked about our rings, which we are going to wear all the time. Any uh, any last words for you in this episode? Thanksgiving is next week, and, and Thanksgiving's oh, no. favorite sport is obviously football because you've got playoffs. You've and got, going back home to see everybody. You've got Dallas Cowboys football on Thanksgiving every year. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm excited for that episode. I guess we'll have to – so here, here's here's the Sam Houston Thanksgiving plans you know, because we it looks like even with a loss this week, we will get a first round bye. Obviously, we plan on winning, but practice Tuesday, practice Wednesday, we're home Thursday and Friday, back on Saturday to get ready for whoever we're playing in the playoffs. But Dalton, you got any you got any big Thanksgiving plans? Uh, it's funny, me, our family, we kind of do it differently. We're we're not big on Thanksgiving food, so our Thanksgiving food is is uh grab like snacks or football games. okay okay so we're gonna have a bunch of like just pick them snacks and we're gonna watch football and have a good time 
Uh, we'll probably get a ham. That's our big thing is we, we get one big ham, and then we just kind of grab like a little like nachos and stuff like that. So excited to watch football, uh, hang out with the family, have a couple days off. Uh, we need it. We yeah. Are, we are tired. I, I was going to uh, say, it, it's definitely going to be nice to sit back and enjoy watching the games. Uh, I, I definitely think that's going to do the Bearcats good. Uh, but, Dalton, we'll have a – me and you, we should, we should bring some food, bring, bring some – you know, maybe some Thanksgiving food on uh, next week's episode before we head out and go home our separate ways. Uh, most definitely. I think that's a great idea. But uh, that's next week. And, uh, of course, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Buy our hats. Listen to us on any uh, podcast site, Apple Music, Spotify. Rate five stars. Give us a review. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. And, of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.